um, here we go. This is our first podcast episode, and、Woo-hoo. today is August twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Oh, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should probably talk about who we are.、Uh, who are you? Um,、uh, good question. My name is Zhou Fang.、Uh, in Chinese, it will be Fang Zhou.、Uh, my pronoun she her. I am a co-host of this brand new podcast. Hello from the roundabouts, and like we mentioned, today is our first episode. You know, I never asked you what the tones are on your Chinese name. Fang Zhou. So flat. They're both first tone. Yes, they're Fang Zhou.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Both first tone. Okay. Yeah. Good question. And what? And actually, I never asked what it means either. Fang. Zhou. Fang means square and just. Ah.、Okay. Zhou means a small boat. So,、uh, a just boat. <laughs> it's a square. A square boat. It's very strange because my family is not、um, religious, but、mm-hmm. Fangzhou in Chinese actually means ark. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Somehow it's biblical. Oh. Have you talked to them about that? They are just lazy. Like Fangzhou is easy. It's gender neutral. Oh. So they're、okay. like. Whatever I turn out to be, I—that's my name. Yeah, and、oh. in Chinese, it's easy to write because、mm-hmm. a lot of characters are complicated.、Mm-hmm. But mine is super simple. Like,、oh. Even if she's super dumb, she can write her name. Oh my god, <laughs> setting the bar pretty low. It's a very low bar. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay.、Cool. Moving to you, D.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my name is Dee,、uh, also Diana or Diana.、Uh, most people call me Dee these days, and、uh, pronouns are she/her. And I identify as mixed race Filipino American, and、uh, yeah, also co-hosting this lovely new podcast. And yeah, you didn't、me. say your last name. Oh, okay. My last name is Mendoza Dash Price. Why is that? Oh, uh, well, it's sort of a long story. Should we get into it right now, or up to、know. you? <laughs> I mean, I'm curious.、But、Mendoza, Mendoza is、uh, my mom's maiden name, and Price is my dad's surname. And I actually changed it because originally I was just Diana Price, and then、uh, I decided to legally change it to incorporate my mother's side、uh, in order to honor both sides of my heritage and acknowledge the fact that I actually identify more strongly with the Filipino side of my family. So, putting Mendoza in my name felt made my name feel more aligned with who I am. So that's that's the the story of my name. That makes a lot of sense.、Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking about my mom's maiden name. Yeah, which is interesting because it's Dai actually. D A I. Oh really? So it's like your name. But <laughs> cool. So that's who we are. Yeah. So we just talked about our name. So let's talk about the name of our show. Yes.、Uh, and why we chose to talk about roundabouts or this new sort of. Framing for roundabouts、uh, that we're using for our show. So basically, the main emphasis of our show is around identity, right? 
because uh, we both care about identity and think about it a lot, right? And you do work around identity, right, Joe? I do. Yeah. Yes, at least that's part of my work. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very minimum is to respect others' identities mm-hmm. and also kind of like trying to appreciate everyone's um, intersections in their identities that kind of like... Um, in everyone's day-to-day life and their mm-hmm. work and how they carry themselves and ourselves into the world. So mm-hmm. I think, so basically the combination of identities and our and the way we intersect in our own communities and mm-hmm. um, with each other, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And so we were trying to think of ways that we could more... Uh, simply represent this intersectionality that happens for our identities. And um, we're thinking about, well, I was thinking about, you know, here in Portland, there are all these roundabouts that you encounter as you are navigating streets. And I was like, well, that sort of feels like uh, like a visual for identity. If you think of the roundabout in the middle as you, right? And then all the roads that branch off from this roundabout as aspects of your identity. And, you know, maybe these roads, they don't stay the same, right? Like some roads might get wider for you at certain phases of your life if that that part of your identity is playing more of a role. Some roads might disappear, new roads might appear. Like for me, having just gotten divorced, I'd say I have this new road now in my, this identity as like a divorcee, right? Uh, and I don't really know what that means for me, but it's something that I'm thinking about. Um, so yeah, we wanted to sort of play off this representation of identity as a roundabout, and hopefully we can have people on our show as guests and talk about their roundabouts, like essentially imagining ourselves standing on this roundabout with another person and saying, okay, from this perspective of you, let's talk about the different roads that are informing your roundabout, your identity right now, right? So yeah, I think that's uh, that's one way to summarize the hello from the roundabout name that we're going with. Yeah, Joe? Yeah, I think so. So Dee is the um, creator of the name of our podcast. So um, mm-hmm. I think you already kind of like sum up pretty good, like really good explanation. <laughs> of where is this from and why we pick this name. And um, so, yeah, so we just hope that, you know, going forward when we have our guests, Mm -hmm. we'll be able to discuss folks' runabouts as well and Mm -hmm. how people get there. Mm -hmm. And, of course, things change. And what we talk about is um, how people identify at the moment based on their experience Mm -hmm. and their personal journey. So, Mm -hmm. um just would like to kind of mention we try to be present and that's the this is the roundabout where like we are right now yeah so should we talk about our own roundabouts a little bit sure by way of example yeah let's do that do you want to kick off uh well i think i'll kick off with a, a question for you sure uh and uh we can go from there so Right now, what are some of, you know, we're standing on your roundabout right now, right? Like we're looking out at the roads. What are some of the biggest roads to your roundabout right now? What's playing front and center for you in terms of identity? Yeah, um, 
I I think for me, like the biggest roundabout for me here, like this moment is as a practitioner um, practicing uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion. Um, that has been my day to day practice. Um, I do have a a business uh, called Intersectional Group, and it has been a really interesting and. Um, sometimes overwhelming journey so far. Like getting it started. Getting it started. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, I imagined myself being, you know, hit the ground and running and starting. I would start just like working with teams and organizations right away. And I kind of underestimated the challenges I would encounter when it comes to business development, Mm -hmm. which is something I had been doing for the last, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years. And I know it's hard, but in my mind, somehow I thought, okay, I start a practice and here we go. And I kind of like just somehow minimized the difficulty of that. So I think right now my roundabout is really trying to appreciate all the work um, that's put into running a practice as a practitioner and giving myself some credit for getting to where I am because it's only been six months um, of my practice mm-hmm. and I just criticize myself a lot. Mm. Is um, it like like imposter syndrome type stuff or just feeling like there's so much to do and you're not able to get it all done? Like where what's the critique really centering on? I think the, cri- the critique is more about like I feel like I have so much to offer and I'm not able to get that out Mm -hmm. uh, right now Mm -hmm. so it kind of is the opposite Mm -hmm. of imposter imposter syndrome which we can (laughs) which which we can talk about for Mm -hmm. sure um I feel like sometimes I just feel um kind of like upset why are not more people picking up Mm. Um, the concept or the framework of intersectionality and really use that to do good. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what I struggle with right now. And I think that's part of my identity is to be, I just have such like high expectations mm-hmm. uh, and being a practitioner kind of like, it's kind of like a reality check. Mm-hmm. For me, because I also have to consider it. I mean, it is a business, so I have to be realistic about things as well. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's a day-to-day practice. I just have to um, practice mindfulness as well as um, gratitude on top of that. Mm -hmm. So that's my runabout right now. Like Just the career stuff, or is there anything else that you'd say is presenting as a, a significant road in your roundabout yeah i think another thing is because we are still like outside of work we are still like a person living in our community and society and every time i step out of my house Mm -hmm. i'm a neighbor right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i'm a neighbor in my neighborhood i interact with my neighbors Mm -hmm. my friends um and sometimes 
that's a little hard to switch. Actually, I noticed recently is that I just carry myself as a as a practitioner, and sometimes I forget how refreshing it can be to just be a neighbor and just have a chit chat with your um you know、mm. your other. Dog parents, or <laughs> you know, your friends in the neighborhood who are on their way to pick up their children,、mm-hmm. or just to running errands, etc. Like sometimes I forget the moment I step out of my home office, I'm I'm someone else、mm-hmm. um, in other people's eyes.、Mm-hmm. So I think that's another important kind of road. Um, for my roundabout is、mm. to be able to still appreciate、um, the、uh, simplicity of day to day life.、Um, mm. Is to take a walk, have a little chit chat,、um, mm-hmm. you know,、um, things like that. I like that. So yeah, yeah. So that's another part of my identity right now is how to be a good neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds cheesy, but. <laughs> It's true. It's really hard.、Uh, it's really hard. So,、um, especially in a place like Portland, where neighbors expect you to respond, like smile and talk, and as opposed to other cities where, when you are interacting with people you don't know that well, there isn't necessarily that expectation. <laughs> yeah, I think the cynical side of me、mm-hmm. is like, "What do you want?"、Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> I'm just I, taking. We should、walk. mention that neither of us is from Portland, so yes, that is、yes. our perspective. <laughs> yes, exactly. So,、um, but I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to be a good neighbor. <laughs> um, my neighbor put their homegrown flowers out of my door.、Mm-hmm. I know who that was is because I have a camera, and now I feel like I have to repay. Oh, you、I'm、have to, to bring them flowers or something. I have to pay back those <laughs> flowers. Like, can we swear at this show? Like, yeah, yeah, you can swear. It's like,、okay. what the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> Just to give back that appreciation. Uh huh. So it sounds like gift giving is not like a natural love language for you. <laughs> I no no. I think I like to do like I do letters.、Okay. I you know I cook food for people.、Uh-huh. Um, but no, I don't know what like. And also,、well, I don't grow flowers. Okay. So well, then you know you could I guess cook something for. I could. I'll probably、yeah. make some cookies. I'll probably do a cake, whatever. That sounds tasty. I know it is tasty, but、um, why do you think they left flowers for you? I mean, this is like the non-Portlander in me coming out, maybe like thinking there must be some sort of ulterior motive for leaving flowers on on your front step. Was it a flirtation thing, or no, just being nice? I think just being nice. That's like, so foreign to me. Okay, yeah, just <laughs> generally being nice,、uh-huh. and and just. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really know. I think it's just、mm-hmm. like good neighbor thing to do. Neighbor,、okay. neighborly thing to、uh-huh. do. Neighborly thing. Did they leave flowers on other people's doorsteps too, or was I, it just yours? I have no idea. Okay, I have no idea. They do <laughs> have. They have a large garden.、Uh-huh. Like who? Like maybe too many flowers. Uh huh. Yeah.、And、just like、okay. everyone can appreciate. Flowers can, surplus. Yeah. Yeah, everyone can enjoy a little bit of this beauty. You、uh-huh. know.、Um, I don't、nice. entirely know, but I'd like to think it's just you know neighbors、yeah. being nice neighbors. Okay. 
And for me, in return, I have to bake something. And I'm like, the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> um, so, so that's me right now. Um, mm-hmm. How about you? What are the bigger roles for your identity right now, Dee? Uh, I'd say there's a lot going on. Um, I think from my roundabout recently, some of the bigger roads have been around uh, my sexual orientation and really sort of gaining more confidence around how I identify and operate in that realm. Uh, and then also, you know, career, like you were talking about for your roundabout is also pretty present for me too. having recently pivoted, uh, into my first software engineering role after doing a boot camp. Um, and so I am still settling into some comfort, uh, with identifying as a software engineer and, uh, really, uh, feeling, you know, confident with that identity. Uh, and uh, like I mentioned, there's this new road now in this identity as like a divorcee. And then I think like today, the most present identity for me has been around my age and getting, I'm 38 and having aging parents and the issues that have, or challenges that have come up with that. Um and if you're hearing growling, that is my dog Wi-Fi. Uh, and oh yeah, so there's also the road uh, uh, as a dog mom. Uh, we are both dog moms, so we have that in common. And yeah, and the aging thing has been interesting too, as I am now back on the market, uh, so to speak, after my divorce and dating and suddenly realizing that I'm probably getting filtered out on dating apps because I'm 38 and I remember being that person that in my 20s that was like, I don't want to date someone over 35, which now like, wow, that's horrible. Why was I like that? Um, why was I so exclusive and judgmental? Uh, uh, so, you know, hindsight's 2020. Um, but that, those are just, that was like, wow, I just sort of word vomited a lot about my roads just now. Sorry. I have questions. <laughs> Okay, what's wrong about filtering out ages? I I don't know. I feel like, okay, so Mm -hmm. what was your age range and what is your age range now? Okay, so I think in my 20s when I was on the dating apps, I was looking for people. I was like, oh, I kind of want to date people within the same, uh, like within a certain proximity to my age, right? So like I'll say if I was... 25 and I was looking for like 24 to 35 year olds. I was like, you know, let me give myself like a decade ish range to, to look within. Right. Cause like maybe if we are too far apart in age, then we're at different, you know, life phases. So maybe we won't quite like want the same things. Right. Right. So, I mean, that feels like a reasonable thing, but then if you get down to the nitty gritty of like actually choosing the age cutoff, that's arbitrary. Right. Mm Because everyone moves into different life phases at different points. It's not like everyone is, you know, suddenly after 35 in a different life phase. You know, right. Right. (laughs) Although mentally, I don't know. I'm more thinking about maturity. Like, yeah, that that is a very blurry line. Like, it's hard to tell. 
like when are we becoming mature and kind of like being able to communicate? Yeah, yeah. So like to you, what does maturity mean? Because I feel like that's also sort of subjective. Yeah, yeah, that is subjective. Like actually, I don't know right now. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I used to think that I was pretty mature, but right now I don't、mm-hmm. really know because I feel like I encounter my immaturity every day. You、mm-hmm. know the. When I consider things and trying to be a good person,、um, and I kind of catch myself just being immature.、Mm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I guess like when I, you know, trying to date people, I、mm-hmm. consider、um, are they being thoughtful or、mm-hmm. are they、um, are they smart or、mm-hmm. things like that. I don't really.、Um, I can't really tell if someone is mature these days.、Mm-hmm. Although I think in the past, I definitely considered that as like a related to age thing, but、mm-hmm. that's not necessarily true anymore. Yes,、yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I feel like actually, I was talking with some folks about this recently.、Um, they were saying it's it's less about your age and more about your mileage. So, mileage, yeah, your mileage. So like. How much you have experienced, or especially how much like adversity you've had to face,、mm. and you know you could be like a twenty-something could have faced a lot more adversity or trauma or whatnot, whatnot than like a forty-year-old. And but just by nature of having to had you know had to wade through so much more, they might have a greater like emotional maturity. Um, or greater self awareness, right, than the forty year old.、Um, so, yeah, I think that's what they meant by mileage. I like that.、Yeah. I really like that, and、mm-hmm. I think there's some beauty in it. It's、mm-hmm. just to see, like, even as a car, you know, like, yeah, the, I, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. No, I appreciate that、mm-hmm. um, perspective a lot. Do、um, you feel like you have a lot of mileage?、Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I do, just、mm-hmm. because of the things I went through in recent years.、Mm-hmm. At the same time, I feel like I think everything's relative.、Mm-hmm. I think com- compared to certain people, I definitely have more mileage.、Um, at the same time, I have not seen anything that's like. For example, losing a parent,、mm-hmm. I have、mm-hmm. not experienced that, and、mm-hmm. I know some people have experienced that、mm-hmm. in recent years. And you know, I don't have children, so、mm-hmm. I will never experience、um, leaving a child or losing a child. Which I know, like some folks that I feel pretty close to who、mm-hmm. have lost children mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm.、Um, So that's the mileage I probably will never have,、mm-hmm. and I feel pretty fortunate.、Um, I don't have to carry that.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's all relative. I think、yeah. I do have a lot of mileage when it comes to, you know, moving to a different country, living、yeah. as an immigrant,、uh, being、mm-hmm. a woman,、mm-hmm. and having to witness some really ugly things.、Um, mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to、uh, you know being Asian and you and I both、mm-hmm. and、uh, being an immigrant, I mentioned that already. So I have more mileage in that 
on that road. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I have more mileage on that road, which is interesting. We're talking about roundabouts. Oh, yeah. And... It sort of goes together, doesn't it? It does go. Yeah. It does. It goes together. But mm -hmm. there are so many roads I have zero mileage yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm, I am a dog owner mm -hmm. and I have a mileage on that, but I never had a cat on my own. Mm -hmm. So I have zero mileage on that. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. How about you? That makes sense. What's your mileage map looks my like? My mileage map? Uh, I'd say in terms of, you know, my relationship history, there is quite a bit of mileage there. I've uh, experienced a lot of up and downs, uh, and had, have had to grow a lot through those up and downs. Uh, and I think recently, like I was talking about, you know, having aging parents, uh, that has, uh, given, put some mileage on, um, me as a car, uh, <laughs> yep. uh, just thinking about sort of the, the, the stressors that that has introduced to my life and uh, having to think about, you know, bigger decisions around, around that. Um, trying to think what else, I guess as like a mixed race person, um, that has given me some mileage uh, in terms of having to figure out how I identify, having to navigate people being confused by my phenotype, you know, my appearance. And when you're younger and you're confused about your identity and other people are confused about your identity at the same time, it sort of puts you in a, a, a particular predicament uh, that you have to navigate. Um, so yeah, in terms of like my racial and ethnic identity, there's definitely been some mileage there, which was also complicated by the fact that I didn't even know fully about my heritage until I was a young adult, um, which we can go into in more depth in another episode. Um, yeah. And I think this is a good point, mm -hmm. like a, a good place for us to talk about you know, how do we want to uh, do this podcast program? Mm -hmm. um, so I guess we can briefly kind of talk about that as well. I think we would like to um, regularly bring in guests mm -hmm. um, and invite people to share about their identities and their roads to their own roundabouts and um you know topics we have been brainstorming um are um of course you know uh d you mentioned you changed career mm -hmm. many times mm -hmm. so we can talk about how people pivot mm -hmm. um or folks who have pivoted um mm -hmm. when it comes to career change etc mm -hmm. so and then of course we are both asian so mm -hmm. we will talk about our asian heritage and in why folks who are mm -hmm. um people of color as well mm -hmm. and of course our own um, sexual identities and mm -hmm. gender identities etc Mm -hmm. So those are the things we would like to cover. Some and of them. We have a big list. Don't we get do. Yeah. We do. And um, 
well, another thing is we want to regularly talk about. You know, we we kind of touched on dating,、mm -hmm. and which is、um, oh, should we talk about that now? I don't know. <laughs>、um, it's up to you. I mean, it's yeah, we can talk about dating.、Okay. Uh, you、Let's、wanna? Well, there's dating and dogs. You know, very important. Yeah. Topics. I don't know which one you want to do first. Um, I think those are gonna be our one of our like anchor things that we talk about. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, let's talk about dogs first, and then we can talk about dating. Okay. So we should just describe what's going on right now in terms of the dogs in our immediate space. Do you want to introduce Henry? Yes, so I have a standard poodle. His、mm -hmm. name is、uh, his full name is Henry Fluffy Fang.、Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's my、know. last name Fang.、Mm -hmm. um, but Fang is fitting because he's a dog.、Mm -hmm. uh, his middle name is、uh, Fluffy, and first name is Henry. And、mm -hmm. he right now is laying at these foot、mm -hmm. and pretending that he's asleep, but actually <laughs> he is not. <laughs> Um, he is.、Uh, he has a strong personality and、yes. very judgmental. I always call him a force of nature because、um, <laughs> you can't not notice Henry、uh, when he comes into your space. I mean, first of all, he's physically quite big. Yes.、Um, Yes, and then he will make eye contact with you. <laughs> too much eye contact. Too much. <laughs> Actually, Wi-Fi does the same thing. We'll talk about Wi-Fi in a second. Um, but you know, Henry is like if he stands up on his hind feet, he's taller than you,、um, and yeah, he's、uh, yep, he's, he's lovely. <laughs> he's very attention seeking,、mm -hmm. very self involved. I think he is one of those. When we talk about mileage, he doesn't have a lot of mileage in his life. <laughs> Because not, not he has self awareness. Not, <laughs> no, not a lot of self awareness,、uh -huh. and he has. I don't. He has experienced very little adversary in his life.、Mm -hmm. So all he knows is good.、Mm -hmm. I think that prevents him from being mature. I see. Okay. He's a child,、mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah. He he does come in always with this、um, optimism. He thinks everybody wants to give him food and love, and yes,、yeah. which is obviously not true. <laughs>、um, but he doesn't know that, and、mm -hmm. I think I will. I I should give him credit for、um, you know always thinking everyone is good and keeping trying yeah, to. Yeah, that can be a strength.、Mm -hmm. I think it's a strength、mm -hmm. at the same time. He's <laughs> <laughs> not very useful. <laughs> Not very useful,、yeah. um, but、mm -hmm. he does love everyone.、Mm -hmm. He he, and he expects the same in、mm -hmm. return,、mm -hmm. and probably by ten times more.、Um, <laughs> but he is、uh, he's a good fella. He's a good fella. Let's、yeah. just say that.、Yeah. And I and I think he's very fluid.、Mm -hmm. I think he's a strong ally. Okay, got he's it. He's a strong ally. Yeah. And Wi-Fi, love a good ally.、Um, yeah, Wi-Fi、uh, is a rescue. I adopted him in May.、Um, he is、uh, laying down like a couple feet away from Henry、uh, in his little、uh, donut bed,、um, and he is some sort of terrier mix. He's quite small, probably like the size of a football.、Um, and、uh, he, his story is that. Someone had abandoned him,、uh, and he was living in this 
abandoned doghouse by some train tracks in Fresno. Someone sent me a picture of this doghouse. It was quite sad. Um, and uh, and then he was captured and brought to a, a local shelter and then um, transported through a, a adoption organization uh, called um, Agave. They uh, transported him from California to uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, where there is a much larger demand for um, adoptable dogs. So, um, yeah, I saw him on Pet Finder and I said, you know, that's my little dude right there. So went to pick him up and now now he is my little dude. Um, and so, yeah, he, he has some mileage there. He's, he does. Yes, he definitely, um, you know, he's lived on the streets by himself. He has this adorable meerkat pose that he does whenever he wants something and which Joe is imitating right now. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure he learned that, you know, when he was begging on the streets for food, because you, you really can't resist wanting to give him something when he does it. Um, but, you know, what else am I missing about Wi-Fi? I'd say he's... He's a strong ally, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Strong. Um, and oh and wi-fi is going to come live with me for two days oh yes yes next weekend he'll be staying staying with the uh, staying shejo with mm-hmm. with the uh, dj force of nature henry over here um <laughs> and uh, henry who you know true to character just wants wi-fi to love him but wi-fi uh true to character you know just wants his own space when it comes to other dogs Wi-Fi only loves humans, by the way. I should say that, um, but all humans. He's a. He does not discriminate. Right, and yeah. and I think that's another thing that we probably will talk about down the road is about boundaries. You know, like oh, yeah. Wi-Fi is a strong example of yeah. setting boundaries. <laughs> yeah, and Henry does not understand yes, boundaries. That's very true. I mean, so. I don't think that's you know some people say that your dog is like you. But I don't think our dogs are like us in those respects, right? Right. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> right. No, I agree. Henry is a much worse version of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess Wi-Fi definitely, like, you know, Wi-Fi has some trauma responses, right? Like, she, he, she's a, yeah. he's a people pleaser, and I am definitely like that, too. And I have trouble saying no, but, you know. Um, you're doing better. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. You're trying. doing better. Um, okay. Yeah, I actually heard something about being able to say no mm-hmm. is actually a really good indicator that you trust someone enough to say no. Mm, okay. That actually is a good sign mm-hmm. for any relationship, you know, when it comes to safety and boundary. Mm-hmm. When you have the ability to say no to someone means mm-hmm. you, yeah, like you trust them enough in this relationship that you get to set and respect boundaries. Hmm. Yeah. And that, I like that. Yeah, I like that that framing that it is about trust. So it's like trusting that they will have a, a respectful reaction when you do set a boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just like mm-hmm. wanting to be polite. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's definitely a better, well, I hope that works out for people. <laughs> I mean, I'm it's a hard in Portland so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say no in Portland, but. Because um, everyone's so nice. Or, or trying, or just 
nice look like nice they, look. Okay. <laughs> yes it's they, on the surface it's really on the surface <laughs> and um yeah uh -huh. so and i get and, and i guess that's actually a really good place for us to switch to talking about dating because yeah, very people, quickly we only have a few minutes but yeah yes okay. we can just touch on that mm -hmm. and uh and then we can wrap it up okay okay um I don't know. I feel like you should go first with a dating update. Yes. My dating update is it's very dismal. <laughs> it's not like great. The, it's the not... actual emphasis there. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's not great, man. Um, uh -huh. But I do have a really funny uh, incident happen recently. Mm -hmm. um, so I only use Bumble mm -hmm. because it's, you know, I get to control, etc., and it's just so quiet. And mm -hmm. I, I decide whenever I want to use it. Mm -hmm. And recently, I the most dramatic thing ever happened on Bumble for me mm -hmm. is that recently I matched with two people who are roommates. Oh, how did you know that? They told me. <laughs> Where they, have they been comparing notes? Like they saw that. That's they what had I both... said. Yeah. That's what I said. I was like, oh shit, I guess I can never make shit up <laughs> and lie because you two are comparing notes. I like how that's the first place your head went to. Like, oh, I can't lie. Like, that was like something you were normally going to do otherwise. <laughs> that's literally. Oh, that's another thing about dating is you, you, I am definitely wearing my facade uh -huh, uh -huh. when it comes to dating. Okay, we're have to talk, we'll have to unpack that a little bit more in another episode. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Do not, do not even try. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my first reaction. Is like, fuck, I can't lie. Uh huh. Um, so, so that's been the most <laughs> exciting incident in my dating so life. Are you going on dates with both of these people? So. The reason one of them knew that I matched with their roommate is mm -hmm. because the roommate told them that they are going on a date with someone mm -hmm. and they are like, show me who that someone is. Oh, and okay. that someone is me. Okay. And and they told me mm -hmm. they know. They're like, by the way, my my roommate and my coworker uh, match with you too, <laughs> and I know that you two are going for a drink next week. Uh -huh. And I was like, interesting. And eventually, I was like, you should come to the drinks too. Oh my gosh! It just, it <laughs> so so now it's a two-on-one. This is like an episode of The Bachelorette. Is it? I never watched it. <laughs> it's to your credit. Um, to your credit. Yeah, okay. it could. Be. We, yeah, we need our own dating show. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Wait, okay, so we definitely have to follow up on this and see when is this day happening? Next week. Okay. But I don't and, and they're know. both coming or no? They supposedly they are both okay. coming. Okay. And I was like, why don't we just do this? Then it saves time. <laughs> so are you gonna have like a check-in at the end of this date? Like, okay, do either of you vibe with me? What's here's how I'm feeling? How are I you could, feeling? I could. It's an interview. Yeah. I could. I could. <laughs> or we all just become friends. Okay. That will also be fun. I mean, you sound really happy about that prospect. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be fun to be friends. Wouldn't it? It would just be a, such a good story. It would be a good story. But it would also be an interesting story if you ended up actually dating one of them. Well, both and of friends them. with... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, that would be would the be best really, yeah. outcome, I guess. It would be really funny. <laughs> Are you I considering think. a poly... 
orientation at this point kind of but Uh not really Mm -hmm. like for me i think like i'm a very like practical person i don't know if that's practical for me right now Like, is it practical? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have to be so much more thoughtful uh-huh. if I date, like, more than one person at the right. same time. Right, and, uh And I'm open to it, but I just don't know, like, practically speaking, I don't know if I can do it just as a person right now. Right. Um, but I think it's an option. Effort. It's a lot of effort. Yeah. And I have to, like, because I have very high expectations of myself. Yeah. And if I fuck up, I will be like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll see. I will let you know. Okay. And how about you? I know you keep a spreadsheet. She keeps a spreadsheet <laughs> of her dates. Yeah. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with this spreadsheet. Um because sometimes, you know, the more dates I go on and the more, because uh, I have an outcome column, you know, and the more that I'm putting um, negative outcomes in the spreadsheet, the more depressing it is, right? And like whenever I total the number of dates I've been on and yeah. Uh, so um, sometimes I sometimes I decide I'm going to delete the spreadsheet, but I don't actually delete it. I just like pretend it doesn't exist for a little bit but um I let's see I've been going like on an average of one first date per week for the past several weeks and I just had one yesterday um we went to brunch at hey love yeah. well I love hey love Sorry. you do oh okay see I thought it like I had really high expectations based on the reviews and I feel like maybe you recommended it at one point and then I was eating there, and I was like, mm. "Not good enough." I mean, it's okay. I think yeah. I got I came in with too high expectations. Uh, so the drink was good. Um, it was some sort of like ginger tamarind drink that was quite tasty, um, and the teeter tots were good. Oh, great! Yeah, the shrimp and grits though, mm, I think a little like heavy handed with certain spices, but yeah. Uh, anyways. I am dwelling on the food because I don't really want to talk about the date too much. But <laughs> um, I mean, it was it was good. Like we had a good time. We had a good conversation. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just not too sure. You know how sometimes you go on a first date and it's like kind of hard to suss out whether you want to be friends or mm-hmm. whether there's like romantic potential with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, or whether you really need to go on multiple dates with this person to really figure that out. Um, and I'm in this phase right now where like, I really want there to be this like instant chemistry and Mm -hmm. connection and I want it to be exciting. And, uh, and so that makes me feel like, uh, if I don't have that, maybe we don't go on a second date, but maybe I should give them more time. Right. You know? So I get that. Yeah. Um, but do you have one next week? Uh, a first date? Yeah. No, I don't have one set up next week. I, I don't know. I have some irons in the fire. Is that the, the, the saying? I always get the sayings messed up. No idea. Okay. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I didn't grow up here. What I the know. fuck is iron in the fire? I, I, <laughs> um, maybe we'll have to look up the etymology of that. So I don't know. We could see. But I'm also like. 
systematically deleting dating apps as I get frustrated with them, which happens quite often. Mm -hmm. I've moved through Her, Hinge, OkCupid, uh, Bumble, and Coffee Meets Bagel at this point. Mm. So yeah, we could talk more about that in another episode. Cool. Yeah. Well, I guess that is a pretty good intro for mm-hmm. our programming so far, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure we'll be we'll be able to reveal more of ourselves. Um, Do you want to end the episode? So we're hoping to start this transition, this sorry transition tradition of <laughs> ending the episodes with um, you know sort of road signs or like yeah uh, directions for uh, everyone else on earth. (laughs) Things that we wish everyone else would do. Um, And, you know, hopefully like something that's relevant to the conversation that we had. So I think something that I would tell everyone to do relevant to one of our conversations is on dates. I wish everyone would be willing to just get more transparent about how they're feeling. Like, you know how I was talking to you, like, what's going to happen at the end of the day? Are you going to have a check-in? Like, I wish that was just built-in best practice that the end of each date you have a check-in like okay how do you feel like this went you know right um and just to see yeah do you want to be friends or do you do you not want to talk yeah or like should we do another date yeah like that yeah i really like that Mm -hmm. i mean i'm gonna try to do that Mm -hmm. if i'm going to get a drink with those two people Mm -hmm. i'll try to say hey how do you feel like yeah is this, you know, yeah. I, mm-hmm. So I I think that's a great road sign. Mm-hmm. And I think my road sign from this episode is really encourage us, everyone, to practice saying no. Mm, yeah, yeah. We can talk um, about that. Practice saying no mm-hmm. when, when you feel really strongly that, no, I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, yeah, that's the bros I am going to give this time. Mm-hmm. And I like um, and I think there's some similarity in our road signs is be clear. Like, be clear, yeah. It's about communication. Yeah. Yeah. Be clear, like, yeah. communicate. Proactively communicate. Yes. Yes. And with that and our dogs dozing. <laughs> we shall sign off. We'll sign off. See you next time. See you next time.